The Grappling Hour is brought to you by Ludigear, athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire Grub Meal Prep. Meal Prep. Done right. microphone is not muted because now you can hear me what's up everybody rafa sparza your friendly neighborhood bjj podcaster coming to you live uh well there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening we haven't had as many live shows uh that's because our computer has sucked but it doesn't suck today and i can tell you that our guest certainly doesn't suck she is a badass she is one of the people behind bullpen worlds which is coming up sooner than you think you assholes and not only are we going to talk to her about that but we have some issues and when I say we, I mean me, really. I think the internet's okay with what's happened. But there's a certain viral video that I have questions about, and I want to get her take on that. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mercedes Wyatt. Mercedes, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome back to the show. What has been new with you guys? Because you know what's so great is the last time I saw you guys was at the Royal Rumble, and I felt like I had like a heartbeat to catch up with you guys, but I was so happy just to see you guys. Yeah, no, Royal Rumble was amazing. That was our first uh, live WWE event, and it was a present for my son. So he was there with his full-size belt, and Anthony actually went and bought right before we got there. So it was like the, the only thing at Target, and he's like, it's 100 bucks." But he comes out, and I was way excited. Like, that thing was nicer than a Naga belt. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we're that's a belt. <laughs> so, but we just got to see everybody. But the coolest thing was to see, like, how much – jiu-jitsu is now infused into wwe because i don't know that uh there was a japanese fighter and he fought a who stuff rusan yes so the japanese fighter was going for uh his traditional arm bar but my son somehow knew that that was what was coming up next he's like oh he's gonna go for his arm bar and i'm like i ran to the next inlet and sure as shit he's got an arm bar going so yeah they're transitioning into mixed martial arts or their choreography and their fights has been amazing. And you know what's fun? It's just going there and seeing the spectacle. I always feel like the WWE, even if you don't like it, you do like it, whatever. Going there and seeing how far ahead they are for live presentations will always make you jealous when you can sit there and see how they make it just seem like an epic walkout, an epic finish, an epic everything. So for me, I just get excited to see that because... You know, we don't really have that in grappling. We do in some areas, but... Fight uh, to pro? In some, yeah, but it's definitely one of those things where when you see people get a walkout, you're always like, damn, dude, I wish it would be pretty dope to see something that's uh, exciting like that. I, it, it definitely helps. It gives you that feel of it just being more intense. Uh Fight to Win Pro gave me that same feeling uh, when I competed at Rise of the Prospects here in Tucson. Hmm. Jen Carriasso, she does it at the Rialto Theater. So that's Snoop Dogg's awesome. famous venue. So you get to walk out on the Rialto stage. You get this, the, the smoke cannons and then you walk down and you get to get in the ring. But she does a great job of production there. So uh, I think production value has really been a focus recently for jiu-jitsu. And I, I love where it's going. And I love that these athletes uh, get an opportunity to really get the feel. Like I've even seen wrestling for the for the wrestling finals when they get that when the whole thing drops down on the lights. And, you're, and my son is like, I'm doing that, mom. <laughs> like I know. I know that. Like so, it's. I think the production and grappling is really on a high vibe right now, mm -hmm. and, and even at One FC and all these MMA events are now going. Uh, WFC in in Vegas. Yes. They now 
Muay Thai, boxing, MMA, and jiu-jitsu super fights. So they're paying everybody for everything. So it's just, it's here now. So let me ask this. Okay, so obviously I saw you at Royal Rumble, but you guys are always busy. And I know that because, you know, I keep up with what Tony's up to. And I guess I should just start with my beef. Here's my beef. I saw Tony's video, okay? And in most instances, many of us have used full Nelsons, especially if you're a pro wrestling fan or, you know, you grew up with some wrestling. And we don't have that form of success. And then I see him do it. And I just felt so stupid. I was like, why can't I do that? And then I got mad at myself. And Tony's just like, yeah, I mean, that's just something I normally do. And I was just like shut up dude like he's like yeah i just it happens a whole bunch man we just happen to film one of them but it's a pretty high success rate for me and i was just like dude if i was the person who had it happen to them i think my first thought process is how did he do this i've seen that i saw him do that to the guy who's actually fun fun fact is the ufc fighter is a 145 and his last name is nelson <laughs> So that second video I posted of Anthony do it, doing it during sparring, that guy's a UFC guy. Mm -hmm. So this is happening not only during jujitsu, but this he can execute execute this style during striking. Mm -hmm. So CJJ, MMA, whatever it is, but we've been drilling it for overtime. We've been drilling it for a lot of other control positions, mm -hmm. and it's just been natural. And for me as a girl, like. Me as a woman, I like snatching your neck, and I like snatching yeah. the back. So it was a lot more seamless to me of just getting behind there and pushing everything forward. But I also use it to transition to my back series. Mm -hmm. So I use it for something completely different. He's just been finishing with the Nelson. So when we were in Vegas, I was like, these new people, I don't get to play with them very often. So I get to – people don't know my shit out there. So I went and started trying all the Nelson shit, and I was like, oh, my God, it's working. I'm like, and I hate it. And here's the thing, because I hate telling my husband he's right. <laughs> and and it, I'm so we're both Tauruses. We're both stubborn. But this on a control basis on anything, even if it's a transition to something else, yeah. it's a great role position. But it hurts. It's a shoulder lock. Yeah. And it, it hurts. Well, the reason. OK, so the reason why I hate it in this sense is that. When I've used something like that for back control, I've often had to just settle for like an armbar variation of it, of like instead of having both where it's kind of pressure here, taking it here and then kind of isolating that one arm. And so as a result of that, I get people, because I'm not that great with it, getting out of it. And I'm always like, I didn't do all this work to take someone's back just to let them get out of this bullshit. And then I saw Tony's and I was like, oh yeah, no, that looks like it's how it's supposed to be done. And it just looks so flawless and so easy. What was the response like? Just because I saw it being shared a, a number of places from people who I normally wouldn't even see share that sort of stuff. Um, well, he initially actually taught it at the 10th Planet El Paso seminar. So on Thursday, he executed it. He's been teaching it in-house for a while, mm -hmm. but he teaches it in-house before he takes it on the road. Mm -hmm. So when he took it to El Paso, and it was funny because Kamoy Anderson was like, hey, wasn't this what you just taught us at the <laughs> seminar? And there it is. So the response has been, I think, the share. Oh, my gosh. And I, I, let me look at the insights. The insights were crazy. There were so many saves and so many shares on that. I have I have 150 shares and 200. But the thing is, is he's been doing this because he's a grimy wrestler. Yeah. He's a late and grimy wrestler. So his style in house is it is you know like boom 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 mm -hmm. or it's just hard. It's a hard nose. Just you're like by the end of the time. <laughs> but it's they they figured it out one morning and there's three different versions. It's a full system. It's the Burchak pack. It's the Willie Nelson and it's uh, what's the other one? Uh, Father Nelson or and then the Mel Nelson Mandela. So there's a couple of them. But he's yeah so. But he's teaching it, and it's working, and it's I, I get it, and I hate it. He's well, right. I know that we were. <laughs> I know you guys have different uh, variations of that. I just know the fact that I I was very happy for him to see it go viral because um, 
you know, you, you always hope for those things for your friends. And I think the thing that really made me even happier than that was seeing him say, like, yo, I got hit up so much, I might have to do uh, a technique series on these. And I was like, please do, because I 100%, and I, I kid you not, I sent that to no less than three people, and I said, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I will do this to you. And they were all like, they, they get put on notice because they're like, nah, I don't think that's happening. And I was like, no, I will figure it out. I know the person who does it. I just have to make a simple call to him. And that's about he'll as easy as it's going to be. He'll tell you first before he releases it. And, <laughs> and, then, and then that way you could start doing it before everybody else catches up. Because I, I, for one, I definitely, I had rolled with somebody that day. And I got them to that position. Not quite a full, full Nelson. But they, they were concerned. And the buzzer ran out kind of a thing. And then yeah. afterwards, I sent him that video, and I was like, hey, I figured out what I need to do. And he yeah. just goes, under no circumstance. And I was like, it will happen. I'm going to figure it out. So, uh, And when we're not live, I'll tell you the, the number one from the beginning. Okay, okay. Well, uh, good. <laughs> when we're not live, I'll tell you the number one from the beginning to where you're immediately, like, the reason why you're immediately going to that and why it's the path versus something else. Okay, well, let's put a pin on this because... Uh, again, I'm looking forward to I want people to know about this. The one thing that I want to make sure we talk about that is primal for what I know you guys are hustling, I know you guys are making an epic event that I'm so excited to talk more about, um, is definitely Bullpen Worlds because you guys started on this. I mean, when we chatted back in December, November, you were already putting in work for an event that you guys want to be amazing to give back to the community so for those people who may not know about it can we give them like a little bit of a refresher and let them know what they can be expecting june 15th phoenix convention center we will feature our first live event so all of our events are normally private uh for the athletes and the coaches only and then they're streamed live on facebook but this is the event where you can actually come see all of your favorite submission-only Nogi guys or support your friends and family, but to actually be able to see them do this live. Mm. It's all ranks this time as opposed to being one rank each. Uh, we're going to have super fights. We're going to have quintet things. We're going to have money matches. Um, we're going to – it's Cruise Combat is bringing the big bus out, and they're going to park the big van because we have 5,000 square feet for us. So what I'm essentially trying to do is create an expo within the expo. Okay. So it's already going to be at a fitness and culture expo. Okay. So you're going to have bar duels. You're going to have, you know, Jimmy House and TNT MMA Training Center there all lifting in the competitions. So it's going to be a big day. Where, like when we used to do the UFC Fan Expos and we got the opportunity to meet brands that were within MMA or Jiu-Jitsu and speak to the vendors. I want to give another opportunity for that because we really lost that kind of so within my 5,000 our sponsors will be featured so you can see brands like caveman coffee is sponsoring we have sweet sweats always amazing but great thing about sweet sweat is that's a dual brand it goes with the fitness people and it goes with the jujitsu people so essentially i'm going to try to bring the brands in that want to be featured that can have access to 89,000 total square feet of competitors. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm really trying something different. You just did the design the metal, so I'm really excited. <laughs> well, that's great. I want to ask this because, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just, we're in the pitching stages. And I know one of the things I appreciate about you guys is you guys are not afraid to do, like, pony up your own cash and compete for that sort of stuff. And that always harkens to the gambler inside of me. And I will let you guys know that when people like Phil were putting up their thing and nobody was coming after them, I was like, yo, I'm putting up on my side being like, I don't understand you grapplers. I don't understand how you don't take advantage of these things. Winner takes all. Like, what's wrong? Like, do these sorts of things. But one thing I might pitch since you're at an expo is, you know, one of the things I do appreciate is when we do get the opportunity to be with outside people who don't do jujitsu. Is there some integration with maybe the people who are at the expo who may not be jiu-jitsu practitioners that you guys have in mind? You don't have to tell me if you have that idea of what it is specifically, but I would like to know, is that kind of something you guys have thought about? I have, and that's why I do generally work with brands that are cross-platforming brands. Because generally, you'll see the brands 
sweat only at a fitness expo. Mm -hmm. I actually sought them out when we were in MMA. And the reasoning is because sweet sweat was the replacement for Abilene. Most fighters are using a tub of Abilene to cut weight. And that's a makeup remover. That's not a thing for them to cut weight with. Yeah. And what we discovered with sweet sweat, it's a topical thermogenic. But it's not a, oh my God, you put icy hot on and you could physically feel it. No, all it does is get your muscles and tissues warmer like 20 minutes faster. But then post, you're 20 minutes longer. But this is where we're cutting weight. Phil can attest to you, when he came to stay at the house, he came, flew out, did a bullpen. He taught a seminar. When he showed up, the house i had like this little gift pack on his uh, bed so it was like a wet and like garden of life supplements and stuff but once he tried the sweet sweat he was like holy shit it's like that's my weight cut game changer mm. and that's the kind of stuff because fitness people what are they doing they all have to cut for their you know figure competitions their percentage of body water has to be down but what this does is this not only helps them cut weight but it keeps their joints and their ligaments warmer so we're dealing with heel hook people, we're dealing with knee bar people, all of our hips, all that stuff. You put that stuff on and you're saving your own knees, you're saving your hips. Granted, you're going to show up and everybody's going to know what you smell like because the weight cutters know what's heat sweat. <laughs> yeah. I've switched to the coconut one. I When I smell the original now, <laughs> I'm looking for someone I want to fight because it's just... It reminds me of the cut way too. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, there is a lot of that. And, you know, I don't – I'm not a guy who competes, but I definitely have my wits about me when I get a certain vibe of too many jiu-jitsu or MMA people in one spot, you know. And especially, like, I don't know if people are super claustrophobic, but if you get into small spaces and you just – you get a sense of, like, all right, that guy trains pretty good. So I've only got a few seconds with that guy. This guy over here is crazy. You know what I mean? Like you, you read the room as best you can. Um, Take the, the area itself, something where people aren't always just so completely focused mm. on each that I'm going to, I was even looking at, I liked how the on it world open separated their mats. They had little individual rings and then people could go surround the rings. So when I'm thinking of the floor plan, I'm thinking of, What's the best way to be interactive? What's the best way to feature the brands? What's the best way to feature the athletes for everybody as a whole? Yeah. You know, am I separating the rank colors in different sections? And that way you can really focus and you're right there. Don't move. You know where you're at. You know, and that way people can video good. Yeah. But because I want them to be able to video really well because I'm not streaming this event. All your friends and family should be there. There should be no reason why people can't come to Phoenix to support you, especially if you're going to go up against somebody like Kyle Chambers. That kind of shit up in person. And if you only have to pay $10 to see that, why wouldn't you go on a vacation and go see a great day of jujitsu and you see all these people together for $10? This is truly... And then you see all these other people and your favorite fitness models or whoever the hell else. Then you go pick up some protein. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I'm not going to kid you. My sister does photography and she loved doing uh, the Gracie Nationals and covering that because oh, she'd spend a day after we do the photographs, like walking I'll around. I'll give you your own booth. You could be there, <laughs> set up interviews and interview people live. But I know you're like crazy busy. But yeah, I mean, here's the good news. It's always, <laughs> like, I don't know how to ever explain this to people who, like, in entertainment, there becomes a certain point where it's like, hurry up, hurry up, wait. And then once production season happens, people will be like, do you have this job? And I'm like, I don't know. I applied for this job, but I think I'm getting this one. I don't know what's happening. I was literally in a car today with somebody. I was like, I turned down a job. And they're like, why? I was like, because this one might be better. And they're like, how much better are we talking? I was like, a lot better like it's it's a tough time but that's why i'm like oh my god if it was the fall 100 percent, but there's nothing that's gonna stop me running something in the october at the anniversary time okay. as another event okay. but i really want to obviously keep the summer at the culture expo that way because phoenix is always a great place that everybody can get to and that way we can the vegas people are more inclusive yep. Let's move it further for the Texas and New Mexico people. 
which is great because you know what? Selfishly for me, I didn't realize, like I thought it was selfish for me because I was like, oh, my people don't have to pay to leave and pay to go against really amazing people. But then what I realized is a couple of things. What bullpen is that? Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, California, Washington, Utah, Nevada. All these places are now coming together to come and do bullpen. Now I notice when we're not in Tucson and we're at another location. So when I was down in New Mexico for Fight to Win Pro, and it was Gracie Barra versus the world. Every single bullpen vet that was non-Gracie Barra sat together regardless of their affiliation. That's cool. That's what happened at weigh-ins. And when we were all in the same corner together, we all had this, like, thing where, like, the Invictus guys and the, you know what I mean? It was weird. But what I'm also seeing is people who have never gotten out of their area, someone like Adrian Curley. He went from just driving up to doing bullpen and killing, murdering everybody. (laughs) This, This man is scary. So now they're flying him to Washington and Portland and you know what I mean? Like they're flying him to other submission onlys and he's messaging me and he's like, I've never had these opportunities before. Jesus Urbina, I've been watching him forever as an MMA fighter (laughs) because of him in the New Mexico MMA scene. And then to watch Jesus have this resurgence in his Mm -hmm. career. And he comes up here, and him and Burchek have one of the most intense matches. Anthony just fought two days before at Combates. Anthony got hit in the face more times in his Jesus Urbina fight. He got Capoletta kicked in the face during that one, too. <laughs> then he did in his Combates fight. And those two went at it. They were savages. And he won my 125 spot. So because he won that, he earned his spot at Ultimate Mat Warriors. In that 125 flyweight tournament. And look at how many bullpen vets were in that tournament. Duck Jitsu, Austin Defron, who just got his brown belt, yep. and then Jesus. And all those guys who've been through bullpen were just wrecking it. Yeah. Because why? They get like almost like a once a month really hard go at it. Yeah. And I'll just, I just love seeing them all excel across I'll, the board. I'll even say this is, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough in the past year. I don't go a ton of places, but for whatever reason, I got called twice to be in Phoenix. And the saddest thing for me is I love going to places. I love going to visit. I don't have enough time in Phoenix. I Mm -hmm. literally, I went to so many different places to train and I got such great training. And it's, it's like, by the time I left, I had to send messages to people being like, I can't make it here. I can't make it here. I tried to make it happen, but everywhere I did go, I was like, oh shit, I'm exhausted. This is a great scene that I think that I've had the pleasure of getting to go and know pretty well. And a lot of those guys and and women, they're always like looking out for our shit. They're always reposting our stuff. So it's not just you. It's like a great community that's fostering there. That's always uh, great to see. It's nice to see them really flourishing and submission only really flourishing here and Missy and Seth really trying to make it out here more, mm. giving people more opportunities. But I think what everybody needed to realize is that we were under given opportunities because they weren't promoting themselves enough. Mm-hmm. And what we really focused with bullpen was teaching these athletes how to market themselves how to repost their stuff, that if they added a company, that they were most likely going to be able to be reposted in that way to build their brands. But with that being said, now more stuff's coming. Yeah. World Series Jiu showing up. And, you know, now, oh, Old Pueblo Jiu-Jitsu opened this weekend. They're doing sub-only finals. <laughs> They're also giving cash to winners. So something that turned from a regular local tournament that was regular points and regular just medals and regular stuff has now evolved over, you know, their last two years to giving people money and then to be doing submission only finals. That's huge yep. for, for Tucson and Arizona as let a whole. Me, let me ask this because, you know, I, I get the element of inclusion, but I also get the fact that we shit on and joke about the lower belts. But the fact that you guys are actually making it open for all belts, I'd like to know why all ranks, because um, you don't have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, each event is just one rank. 
and I like that because then I can just focus on all blue belts or all purple belts. This one being the world's event, I wanted to very follow the Gracie structure, but I also wanted to start off with the opportunity of there being more weight classes, one of the concerns people had for Gracie's. One concern for me as a woman who competed, it was hard for me when I was fat because it was just like, well, we're up here and we're there. And it was what, two weight classes. And then me and four of my girl teammates are all in the same bracket together. So I did, there's like four or five weight classes for women. But then it's separated white, blue, purple, brown, black. But it does not mean that three days away when I'm making the schedule, if there's not enough to fill brackets, that I'm not going to combine the white and blue belt girls, that I'm not going to combine the purples and the brown belts, mm. and then do one epic bracket for black belts. Because Kyle Chambers is the only black belt that signed up. So if you don't think I'm not going to give him preference for treatment and then go, all right, once it gets down to the nitty gritty, I'll book you a super fight then. And I'll get you super paid for being the only one to step up. And that's how I end up looking at stuff. I always reward those who step up early mm -hmm. by marketing the hell out of them. Yep. If you've, I have 22 people registered right now, which is great. There's another tournament the same day. That's okay. It's points. They're not paying you. You get a medal. Congratulations. They're not giving you sponsorships. <laughs> I'm just saying. You no. know what I'm saying? It. I don't care to compete because it's apples and it's oranges. It's you're going to test your nuts over here and there's going to be a financial payoff. Or you're going to go and collect your team points over here and yay. Well, it also sounds own. like between the spectacle of super fights having the cruise combat coming in, all ranks, you know, one of the things that you guys have always had as a nice addition is, when I say all-inclusive, it does mean all-inclusive. So, I like the elements of this that you guys are putting out there. And, I don't know, I mean, to me, I never mind there being two events. Because, again, as somebody who's put on these events, I definitely know where you're, like, sitting there and you go, there's no weekend. There's no, like, someone take that fucking weekend off. I want that weekend. You know, right. but it's my life. you know what I mean? You know, and I'm a fucking planner. I have a fucking giant calendar over here that I literally look at every fucking time. And I'll literally be like, oh, did I have this weekend off? Nope, because fuck, it's a UFC. So I, I understand that. So I know your struggle. And that's the same thing for me because we run the fight team and then we run the jujitsu team. And I'm like, I don't have a fucking day to myself, but I'm okay. Cause I literally on a day that I have off I'm, and I'm, I'm already feeling like I've forgotten five things but including with inclusive is teens teens can do the event teens i have a one i know oh, and i also included the 125 males this time so now nice. the little little and not complain because i only went down to 35 last time <laughs> so now we have 125 pound male division so the teen guys the yellow you know the white you know the white gray yellows they can register as white belts and then the orange, greens, you need to go up to blues or purples. How dank you are. You get a Derek Rayfield and he's got to be in purples. You know what I mean? So, wow. I, And then I have the tiniest division for the girls. So the maximum weight, 105. Okay. And then that's an interesting story because we have the the champ over there. Her name is Tiny Tiny Christina Tiny Cruz. She was originally with a, another affiliation and through bullpen, she just found a new passion and a new love. She moved, she trains out of 10th Planet Phoenix, and then she drives down twice a week and trains out of 10th Planet Tucson. Mm. But she's actually able to have female training partners that are her size now. She comes in here and she takes these boys up. Nice. My big boys, my heavy boys, my like Willie Autofree, he's huge, 230. And she'll get in on a heel hook on him so hard and he's like, ah! <laughs> so so she's, she's going to be really hard to beat for Worlds. She's... She's the kind of girl you think she's dead to rights and you think you've got her choked to death. No, she's, she's somehow resurrected herself <laughs> and she's fucking beat you. And you're like, what? So she's going to be, but yeah, teens, tiny girls, one of 25 guys. Um, we have custom medals being made for the, uh, division winners. I've been debating on what I wanted to do for the trophy for the absolutes. And I was talking to Keith and Burchak about it. And I got this weird bull skull idea 
but I wanted to paint the head black and the horns gold. <laughs> and that the champs get bullheads, like real bullheads mounted. So I'll see. Where did Keith find his way into this conversation? Because uh, Keith has other shit he should be doing. How is Keith having a say in any of this? I don't know. Because he's been to so many damn tournaments. You would think like he's like the the consultant to <laughs> editor would like at their t- I do actually consult Keith on things of as a competitor what he would like to see for prizes hmm. as a competitor what he would like to see for this because at the end of the day I do bullpen for them yeah I was I, I managed MMA fighters you know what I mean that was my job for so long and getting them sponsors and getting them events and I still do all that stuff but what I really like doing is going I have someone like Jay Rodriguez out of Texas, out of a, a taekwondo gym, who's now contacted my husband to help him find fights. But now they're all finding different ways to market and branch out and not just be stuck to their regional jujitsu, mm. that there are other opportunities for them outside of their markets. And just me and my husband want to help these kids find more opportunities and more ways to, for them to financially support themselves in jujitsu. It's actually a great idea to tell Keith when it's all said and done, he's going to be a creative consultant to the tournaments. It's just like, oh, well, uh, I have uh, brought a proposal. It's uh, all gushers uh, for the winners. Uh, uh, all inner, no big deal. It's just going to be me. I saw his care package the other day, so that must have triggered it. How pissed were you? You're like, this little brack, it's all... <laughs> I just, you know, it's so funny because I, I see Keith regularly. We talk a lot, and I appreciate his enthusiasm. But then sometimes he'll send me a note that's just like, oh, man, why can't you do this, Raph? And I'm like, kid, what what are you, what am I supposed to do more? And he's just like, oh, no, I'm just saying it's it's cool, but I think you should do 10 interviews this week. And I go, kid, you got you to gotta calm down. Bracket, they want to upload as much information to the database as they can as quickly as possible. Yeah. He's her too, you know, and that's the thing is he just wants it and he just uploads it fucking we gotta keep on his pace that's why because i'm like fuck who's gonna know keith let me go ask what he thinks just think about it coast west coast he's all over midwest finishers all over you know what he means all over the country so who better to tell you about their experiences and what negatives and positives than you know and he's gonna be honest because he's not like a little shithead he's not greedy you ask for things that aren't you know, you know, and I'll tell him I'm going to do this. And then he does the, oh, really? And he gets <laughs> on, no. So when I started sending him the bull skulls, he was yeah. like, oh, my God, so dope. But then <laughs> I found these, like, bullhead gold and, like, necklaces, like, for the girls. And I was, he's like, see, little personal touches like that are cool. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what you're going to end up with. Keith's going to give you fucking cereal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, we're I think we're a, a means away of ever seeing him produce a tournament. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if he does, it's going to be the best Boss Baby prize package you've ever seen. But I just, I know this, which is that, you know, you, you were talking a little bit about what you've seen at wrestling in terms of uh, what they've been doing and how it's been killing it. But you've also told me a little bit about the On It Worlds. Now, I only got to see that setup through videos and I actually thought it looked pretty cool. It looked real chill. It was outdoors. Um, and, and it looked like just a little bit more of what I thought. Because I've been to the Onnit place and I've seen most of the stuff on the inside. Tell me a little bit about that experience from what you were able to see. Um, I was here at home and then just from what he mm-hmm. relayed to me. I think what Curtis had to do was kind of fix something where Paleo effects wasn't doing things the way they were originally scheduled. I'm not sure because I don't have that information. But what essentially happened is they set up rings separately from each other. Mm-hmm. And you see in the videos that everybody's kind of like surrounding each ring and people are kind of migrating from ring to ring. So that was kind of cool because it gave people free flow to go look and watch different events or, you know, the, the higher expert level guys are going up. So they're kind of moving over. Um, they had a great experience. One of our, our kids got to move up to an adult division and test himself. So uh, Chris just does a great job in general. You know, he works his ass off and <laughs> he's got his hands full at all times. So 
I don't know how he does it. So I look <laughs> to him to go, okay, it's doable and, you know, just keep it pushing. That's awesome. Okay. So let's do that. I'm going to pitch one thing. And again, this is my opportunity to give you something because I feel like, you know, anybody can, you could probably put on a seminar there, no big deal, at an expo and get people in there. I'm just saying, what if you got someone to sign a waiver that was just coming in from the expo side to just, you know, see how they would do with jujitsu people and uh, let that happen? Mm-mm. <laughs> Why don't honestly, you like that? Detrimental to the people who do jujitsu than the people who don't do jujitsu. Because the people who do jujitsu know how to control an asshole. But the people who don't do jujitsu do not know how to respond properly to the things that are being done to them. So you get some jerk that doesn't know what they're doing. And one of our, let's just say, the guy wants to be an Imanari joker. And then he does it. And then the guy spins out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Then what? Blows his damn knee for nothing or hurts my guy and horse kicks out. But I just don't, I don't mix that. The events is to feature the athletes that have worked their ass off to get there. They can come watch and they can come support. There will actually be a booth, the Arizona Youth Grappling Booth. They're going to be uh, raffling off free scholarships for kids who cannot afford jujitsu. So 53 that has been birthed out of our uh, gym. One of our one of our students, Rich, he's a he's an amazing young man. He's a had he had a you know tough go with bullying because he was a little bit heavier and. he would just constantly be up against one of our kids, Max, and man, one event he went to the hospital, mm. and then the next week he came and signed up, and then the next week he was here hitting it hard, and you know a year later him and his father have started a five hundred one c three to help kids who can't afford to do tournaments, they can't afford to train. Uh, he hosts open mats twice a week, free for these kids. Mm. So what we're going to be doing is 10th Planet has uh, donated scholarships from the 10th Planet program as well as the Toro Tech MMA program that will be debuting this summer. Our gym expansion happens uh, this summer so we get another 1,500 square feet of gym. But we've donated scholarships. So maybe someone who can't afford a year of jiu-jitsu can come get a year of jiu-jitsu. But uh, we're hoping that other schools will donate. Uh, you know, we're going to be reaching out to Phoenix schools since our event is in Phoenix. We want to give all gyms the opportunity to donate even one, one, even a six month or a one year membership. Uh, and then when the person comes up to the booth, they fill out their name, the information, they put it in the bowl for the gym that they want to apply for. Mm -hmm. But this also too, maybe if that gym sees that maybe there was only three entries, well, maybe the gym can reach out to all three of those people mm-hmm. and see what they can do to maybe help facilitate those kids and get them into doing jujitsu or something. But we have a couple of programs we're working with to bring to the event, community programs. Um, we have a program on the San Javier Mission where one of our purple belts teaches at the reservation here for free. So all mm-hmm. the kids at the reservation, the San Javier, can go in on Mondays and they do jujitsu for free. And that's our little, uh, our little hot box, Res Moon. Well, first of all, that's super remarkable. Uh, I think that's really great whenever, you know, it's very rare that you hear a father and son kind of combine together to kind of tackle something like that. So that's freaking amazing. So first and foremost, credit to them. Second, one of the things that I just heard, again, because I'm a logistics guy, so when I look at a calendar and you, you say something like you're getting a gym expansion... In the summer, well, we're almost in summer. It just so happens this tournament is June 15th. So scheduling person to scheduling person, does that mean the minute you're done doing this, you then move straight into then finishing the gym expansion? Or is it happening around the same time? Um, So the reality of this is is I'm most likely putting up a cage May 3rd. Then I'm going to do Old Pueblo Open May 4th. Okay. going to do Cinco de Mayo May 5th. And then my... My birthday may 6th and then i'm going to somehow do my daughter's 20th birthday may 9th and then mother's day and then have some tournaments and then somehow put worlds on while building a bathroom a shower putting up a ring and wrestling mats for the back of the gym for the mma portion and then hopefully maybe we get a dope mat sponsor for the event like i don't know that they would want their stuff featured at bullpen worlds <laughs> and then be put at the back of our gym 
to have set up for Toro Tech. So all my UFC and Combate fighters, when they're filmed, their mats back there. But I have a whole lot to do. <laughs> I okay. That, I'm okay. I wasn't. I wasn't worried about a lot of things until we got to this part of the interview. And I just, I was literally just waiting. And then when you drop that in, I'm like sitting there going like, okay, so we're talking July or we talk, no, we're talking right now. So that means that expansion happens, um, you know, like now, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like sign the lease, get the cage set up and just, and then on. Yeah. So, I mean, there are obvious reasons why gym expansions happen, but it sounds like it could be a good problem in that you guys are expanding and you need to grow. So what is the reason for the gym expansion? Well, it's the Toro Tech expansion, which was the initial branding of me and my husband. Me and my husband started Toro Tech. It's our mixed martial arts system. It's what we, you know, what we've bred all of our fighters underneath, you know, 10th Planet was, you know, obviously the biggest name who who the hell was going to drive by and be like oh i'm going to sign up at toro deck you know what i mean like <laughs> nobody knows the mma people so it just didn't make sense to make that the main branding but my husband if you see the bullhead on anything mm -hmm. that's what it means any of the bullheads that's toro tech but so what that will feature is that is a completely separate part that'll have a cage a full uh boxing ring a full wrestling program strength and conditioning we have speed training school yoga but a full community program so that's going to be a completely separate entity on top of 10th planet tucson well that's amazing so woo! okay well get excited for that um i just now realized that tony's time is also going to be crazy busy as well so track for a fight so he could be fighting i don't know june 7th for combined <laughs> Or July 26th for LFA. So I real I re, but everybody keeps saying no. So this is funny. We just keep getting the no. I don't want to fight him. So who knows? It's we were supposed to be on the last Combates card, but we got 15 no's. Wow. Yeah. After a 51 second knockout, a lot of people say no. Yeah. I mean, the hard part is this: is you always think if you really are a mixed martial artist and you have the opportunity to compete against somebody like Tony, like, you, I get the idea of being afraid of losing, but I don't know that losing should be the reason why you should want to be a fighter. Nobody goes into anything thinking they're going to lose, so... I, I know it's a tough draw, it's just... It's kind of dumb to me when fighters don't take fights. That's all. I know from the business side, so, like, there's some fights, I'm like, fuck no, you're not going to fight that guy. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what, though? That's so great that you guys continue to put that down. He doesn't say no. I'm the one that says no. So that's the difference. Is he'll, he, He's like, I'm fucking... And I'm like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> it's just nice, though, that you guys have such an honest uh, relationship. So much to the point where I saw on Instagram, and I don't have this access uh, anymore because it's on an Instagram story. But I saw that Tony saw an opportunity to get you with an egg and put it over your head. And, you know, the type of dynamic that you guys have is play hard, but then play fair. So when I saw him trying to come after you and, and like, put an actual egg and, like, hit it on your head, the, put, the photo or video that he put up was of him walking and you then putting it on his head. Yeah, he never even tried to get me. <laughs> So describe to people what happened, because when I saw it, I just said, well, that tells me two things. One, super married couple, because I know that vibe. But two, uh, my wife and I don't do that, but we're also not, like, grappling with each other and competing where it's it's just built into that dynamic. So the night before, one of our students posted a picture that said, 200 comments and I'll egg my girlfriend. So he commented, Anthony had commented on the post. But Anthony's phone kept dinging because everybody else was. <laughs> so I turned to him that night. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, he got in trouble. So he reposted it and said, because she said, what the fuck for commenting on this? I had no idea. I had gone to bed. So I wake up in the morning and somebody tagged me in the comments. <laughs> oh, no. And I see, I see like a hundred. And I'm like, 
okay, so I start commenting individual words. Better not fucking think. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you <laughs> would. You know, and I got it. I wrapped it up. So I'm at work. And, by the way, I have a, a, a job a, that I clock into as well. I work at a cryotherapy place, U.S. Cryotherapy Tucson. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, I'm at work and I'm like fuming because I'm like, oh, like I'm so competitive. And so I was like, God damn it. And he goes, 265 comments. Guess who's getting egged after work? And I was like, the fuck I am. So I went next door to Whole Foods and I got <laughs> one egg. Because how was he going to get me? Was he going to get me from work to the house? Like he was pl- like, and I don't really think he had the nuts to do it anyways. Sure. But I mean, add a boy if you did. So I had one egg. And so my daughter was in on it. And I, I go, go to the front door and film me on the way in. And she's like, cool, got it. I'm all, because if that bus one, then you got the front view. So I just, but I started shaking. I was so scared. And then I busted it. And he just took it like a champ. He did. And I was, I was all, thank God. But I was like, see, you got to, you got to strike f- first in this house. Or we not scare each other. We have a video on YouTube of him scaring the shit out of me when I was pregnant. I was like eight months pregnant. And he scared me. And it, the best part about when I body checked him out of the laundry room and all you, the phone, the phone flips around and falls on the floor and all you hear is, is you fucking retarded? Like I said, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And, like, and then the next clip is me waiting till he comes out of the bathroom and I'm like, Bruh! and then he like, <laughs> like flips his, kicks his flip flops at me and he's all, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, we're so mean to each other. It's bad. But it is kind of squad marriage goals because the thing I loved about the egging video, again, as a bystander, if that happened to me, I don't know. I'm not a fighter, but I at least could at least muster some after that. I'd be like, Tony, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to fucking punch you right now. Uh, I just know this, that when he took it and he had that look on his face, he didn't miss a beat, just kind of goes, it's a Meg, okay. But now knowing what I know, you went to Whole Foods and they didn't have any questions when you were just like, hi, I'd like to purchase this one egg. And they're like, for what? No reason. Mind your own business. But all package and then it I left the carton at my work because we have a kitchen. <laughs> and then so I then left them in there because I didn't want to walk out with a carton of eggs and be like, what's up now? You know? Right, right, right. I just, I, again, when you just said that you had one egg and you had one egg on you, I was just like, well, I know that, but I still didn't know the backstory of you being like, take these somewhere else. I've got a job to do. And my daughter was just so in it, too. <laughs> she likes getting him. So. That's good. And again, I just look at it and again, like, it's so hard to explain to people who maybe don't have that dynamic or, or don't have that kind of marriage. But it's like. To me, I just, like, I showed it to my wife, and I was like, check this out. She's like, oh, shit, she, mm-hmm. He knows she heard my it. tone, though. She heard my tone, though, that's why. She No, that's she, why. what she said was, she's like, she's like, oh, he better not, kind of a thing. Like, and I just, like, it, it was just funny to see my wife, who has no context, being like, mm-hmm, he knows better. <laughs> so, well, we, we each other a lot. Well, I think that's pretty great, and... Uh, let's do this. I know that you were close on time, so I want to make sure that we go ahead and rebrand everything. Let's go ahead and discuss what is coming up. I need dates. I need times. It is June 15th, correct? Bullpen Worlds, June 15th at the Phoenix Convention Center during the Culture Fit Expo. That's a big expo. You can get your competitor tickets at Smooth Comp. I have a $10 off discount for the month of May, because that's bull month anyways. So $10 off, use the code Bulls on Parade for $10 off. That's beautiful. And you know All what? ranks, coffee, cruise combat, you might see Ted Park designs out there, but we're gonna try to feature a lot of jujitsu companies so that you can have your own mini expo. Awesome, I'm gonna say this. Um, like I said, scheduling being what it may be, um, 
I don't know if I am going to make it out there, but you will be damn sure that I'll be plugging this with you guys every day that I can because I, I believe in what you guys are doing. I think you guys are great, and you're always putting out so much love and so many – like I, I love – here's what I'll tell you. The difference between seeing a group update from you guys and seeing a group update in other groups – is a very clear difference. I see what you put up and I go, oh cool, I wanna see what they are. I see other groups put up something and I was like, I don't give a fuck, just fucking turn off notifications. But I see what you guys do and I yeah. think that you're always putting out the types of matches I wanna see, the people who I want to see get promotions or plugs. And so it is really nice to see that once you compete, you're just in that that brotherhood, that sisterhood forever. Well, any of the athletes that compete me from the beginning to the end as long as they're tagging me i'll always repost their content and help because honestly it's about following their journey from white belt and up you know and seeing how they flourish and and maybe giving them a reason not to quit because they know people support them and they know that they have an audience that cares whether they're grappling or not maybe this might help clear blue belt the blue beltitis yeah. i don't know but i love seeing how these athletes do after whether they come back or not yeah you know joe uh joe at at uh 10th planet san diego he just saw bird check out at the on it world open and then he took his seminar at 10th planet austin and he's been one of my vets and it was just cool that they have that you know thing he's like i didn't even know about worlds how do you people not know about worlds <laughs> how get your asses registered <laughs> let's get this shit popping in phoenix let's blow the shit out Fuck points. Come get money. <laughs> Just, you know what? The nice part is, make that a t-shirt, and I'm pretty sure people are going to have no excuse when it comes to knowing or not knowing. I just know that, like, you know what? Remix that with that whole uh, uh, Junior Mafia song, and uh, fuck points, get money, and I feel like you guys, you might have, have something. Somebody we have some we have some producers in house, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the dumb part is is like there are certain things that happen in memes or uh, in jujitsu that are just kind of uh, silly or fun, and somebody will send it to me and they go, "Raf, could you?" And I'm always like, "I got I got other shit to do," and they'll be like, "No, no, no," but really, this is really funny. I had somebody yesterday who I hadn't talked to in like two weeks. And they go, hey, Raph, do you have that meme I asked you to make? And I was like, what the fuck do you mean do I have the meme you asked me to make? How do you make your own goddamn meme? Why right? it was like, so <laughs> but I just like that I was sitting there being like. can make a meme. Come on. <laughs> I just like that I was hoping afterwards we chatted. And I was like, do you think I was just like waiting? They want it to be your meme, though. That's what it is, is. They want it to be your name on it. Yeah. So I guess like oh thank you yeah i know because that's all i need is more exposure i just love the fact that like when i sit there but and i tony go instead of you what's that or tony's gonna do it instead of you hey you know what tony can go do whatever the fuck he wants i don't really mind the, the issue that i have is is i will consider it a win if i roll a tony and he does not get me with that full nelson and i know saying it i really do tell him on certain people i'm like don't be doing that shit to that person but see, I, I say this, I say as a double bind, because I know when I'm saying it, I know that someone like him hears it as, well, that's what I have to do. Mm -hmm. But I say it as a, listen, I don't care if it's arm bars or rear naked chokes, whatever, I'll live with that. That's the one where I'm going to be like, listen, dude, jiu-jitsu's dumb. I'm just, I don't, I don't do this anymore. Fuck this, I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. I I'm going to go it. log into Fortnite for a couple <laughs> hours and lose myself. I just laughed because I saw that and I could immediately see how well he put it together. And that body triangle being the extra little cherry on top is enough for me to just go, no. Mm -mm. You've been working some sick stuff with it. I'm really excited about it. Maybe I'll be nice and have Anthony teach a mini Nelson seminar at bullpen worlds see now 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 we're talking here i think mm -hmm. yeah people people are definitely going to want to show up now they're going to be like oh i know bullpen worlds right oh i didn't know about it. now i do it's free <laughs> well listen mercedes it is always a blast catching up with you i look forward to seeing all of the videos all the promotional stuff and the minute you guys start announcing super fights tag us in that so we can start uh putting those on up for you guys up, kyle chambers has nobody to play with 185 pound black belt 
trying to get some. Mm, technically, he's my weight division, but you're trying to get nope. you're trying to get smothered or die. <laughs> I just you know that's I don't think anybody I don't think anybody wants to play with him now that he got moved up to black belt. Everybody's like, fuck, I want to no, play dude. with him. He's... I just found old footage from Gracie. Uh, when he went over in the black belt division and he was using that back Capoeira step in, mm -hmm. and I was like, fuck, that's when he just blew my mind. Yeah. And I was like watching my, and I had the 19 bracket blue belt, but I was like watching one mat over <laughs> it, Kyle, and, and that's when I discovered Kyle. I like to say that's when I personally realized who the fuck Kyle Chambers was. It was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Speaking of, he came out to help uh, bullpen vet Dion Clash hmm. prepare for his pro debut at M1 Global. Oh, sick. And I have to tell you something. That young man is so incredibly talented about conveying information and helping an athlete grow. But these MMA fighters, everything that that Kyle worked on with Dion is what Dion won his fight with. Wow. And I just couldn't. And, man, that, that kid is just something else. So he's going to be helping the next generation of young men come up in MMA and jiu-jitsu. I'm really excited to see what happens. Well, he and I have bookend another interview at some point. I told him, especially once I saw him wear uh, a flashy jacket of some sort that looked like it had, I think, pineapples on it. And I just go, bro, we need to chat. And listen, and I told him, I was like, listen, I know you can pull that off. I, I cannot. And God bless you for all for it. My, and he's like, dude, you got to see. He's like, I don't know, man. I think you could pull that off. And I was like, I want you to look at that suit again. I want you to look at me. And I want you to tell me honestly if you think I can wear that. He's like, nah, dog, I got to show you all my fly stuff one of these days. And I was like, I don't mind that. But I really, I, I think you need to understand you're a special kind of person to be able to pull those off. So. All right. All right, Mercedes. Well, I'm going to let you get on out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will have more interviews this week. We have Luis Cunones coming up. And we also have Elliot Marshall on Friday. Oh! There he goes. Oh, shit. Wait, hold on. I got one more watch. Hey! Hey! No, no, I don't like him right now. And you tell him why I don't like him. Uh, I locked him out of the car. <laughs> what up, Raf? What up, sir? Listen, I, I just to make this very, very brief, and so uh, to summarize everything, um, I've said earlier in the show, and I'll say it to your face: I don't like you right now. Do you know why? Uh, probably because of that full Nelson highlight. Super much because of it. It's the bane of my fucking existence because now. I'm looking at that, and I feel like every time I try to do that sort of shit, I just lose the position. And I've always been like, oh, I can use it to kind of help. Oh, and they're out. Fuck me. All right, cool. Well, listen, when I when I transition into NXT, that's going to be my finishing move. I, you know, <laughs> I literally, I saw that, and I was just like, you know, it's really weird. He has his finishing move now. So I think you have your WWE BJJ stuff. I'm just saying for you as a human being. I definitely sent that video out to three people, and I was like, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I will get you with this because I'm going to just talk <laughs> with Tony myself. And I go, but I just ended the interview by saying this. I don't mind if you submit me a thousand different ways, but if it's that one, I might have to quit jiu-jitsu. And it's mostly <laughs> just because it's the one that I was like, get me with everything else. I don't mind. But that's the one that is just like, it looks so effortless. It, you know... We had literally been developing this out of just EBI overtime tactics, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was kind of just something I went back to as a wrestler. And then um, we once we realized that this is just a good back control series, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to send you uh, a, a couple of things, and I'll do like a little video seminar just for you so you can see some of the details that I'm doing with it. And, um, I told you. And, and then we'll, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll really start blowing it up because this is, this is my new control. This is what I'm going to be using. And uh, I have a, a million different ways of setting it up and getting to it. That's beautiful, dude, because I've been doing from turtle uh, with, like, the one underhook for, like, a half Nelson with a lot of people. And it's, like, yeah, the extra, exactly. it's That's the extra exactly part of the pie that I've needed to, like, finish it where I'll get that back and I'll be there and I'll be like, I'm just missing something. And you know what it is. And then you see you just put out there and I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that you could do that, I guess. Well, uh, that, that Henner Black Belt, uh, Alexander Hangerman, he mm -hmm. was the one that was like, "What is it a crank? Like, what is it? And why did you switch to mm -hmm. the two triceps? Once I switched to the triceps, obviously it's not IBJJF legal as sure, a neck sure. crank. But once I switched to the triceps, it is no longer a neck crank, but two shoulder locks. Yep. So that, that stays within the IBJJF rules. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't fucks with them, so I'm good. I just know that for me personally, I just like the fact that your video inspired me, a notoriously normal and passive person, to send this to three of the, the training partners I know and love the most. And I was like, I, I don't care, you assholes. This is happening. And uh, once it does, I will send you notes on that. Awesome, man. Well, I hope you can use it. And like I said, I'll send you a little video tutorial so you can see some of the some of the tools and transitions that I'm using in grips. Appreciate I said maybe it. Maybe you should host a mini seminar for the bullpen competitors. I think, I think that's what you need to do. Y'all need to do that. And uh, if you are going to do that, we can throw a plug on one of our future episodes that says if you want to learn more of this as like a little Instagram clip, you guys want to go to bullpen worlds. So. Uh, definitely send that my way and we'll send you some love back. Anyway, I know you guys got to get on out of here. It's a pleasure to see you guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Tony, I will talk with you later. Mercedes, thank you so much for your time. We love Goodbye. you guys and I'll catch you later. What's up, buddy? I'll catch you later, guys. Bye, guys. Peace.